Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Try that one more time, a, a little bit more upbeat. Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. I'm here with JJ. Today we are going to jump into round two of the NRL preview, jumping through all the games, giving a bit of a prediction at the end as well. Uh, now, you may have heard the podcast last week. I went away for four days, so I actually only got to see the Panthers and Seagulls game live and then on the way home uh, from my four-day trip, I watched my team, the Warriors, very disappointing up against the Dragons. So other than that, I've just seen highlights. Now, from this week onward on the Sunday, end of the weekend, either Sunday or Monday, I'll come out with my kind of review or just what I've seen over the weekend. It might not be too long, just kind of thoughts on each game throughout the weekend. And I'm also going to do this weekly preview. So going forward, there'll be a little bit more information. But yeah, I was away for round one. So I didn't get to see in-depth in terms of player performances. So it's not too fair to make any harsh comments in terms of players having really bad games. But we're going to jump through the games this weekend. JJ caught a couple of them and just, yeah, saw a little bit of footy over the weekend. So I'll get him to fill me in on any action that he saw kind of as we go along. Is there anything... It stood out to you, JJ, from memory? Uh, yeah, I have a selective memory on a few games, but there was a couple I watched closely. Um, definitely caught the Thursday night clash with the Panthers. They looked quite dominant um, over the Sea Eagles. I caught the Raiders and the Sharks. That was quite an entertaining game. I enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have a f- bit of input as we go through the games. All right, well, speaking of the games, we're going to start with the Thursday night game, which... Potentially, we're going to see what the weather's like and things like that. Uh, but there's a lot of potential that this Thursday night, myself and JJ will be attending at Amy Park. Melbourne Storm up against the Rabbitohs. This is going to be a really interesting game. Melbourne, of course, managing to beat the Tigers on the weekend to keep their round one streak alive. Craig Bellamy undefeated in round one. Uh, and yeah, the Melbourne Storm continue their winning ways. There are some injuries to get to but the storm game over the tigers i only really saw highlights but it was an incredible win considering that they were down to like one guy on the bench and they've got some big stars back this weekend so melbourne are going to be looking to start their season two and oh whilst the rabbitos are looking to rebound from a very devastating loss to the brisbane broncos they were the favorites in that game rabbitos coming off their grand final loss last year no more wayne bennett no more adam reynolds Bit of a new look side, and yeah, the Broncos way classier than them on the night. And you made a comment, JJ, that you thought the speed was the difference. The Rabbitohs looked very slow, a bit lethargic in attack and defense, whilst the Broncos quite the opposite. They looked quite electric. Did you see anything in that game? Of mm. uh, no, yeah, they were a little bit predictable in attack where the Broncos were. I'm um, sorry, the Rabbitohs. It uh, definitely showed in that first try the Broncos scored when it was um, when Kelly kind of uh, predicted the pass and ran through for the intercept and ran the whole field. So, yeah, I think uh, the fact that uh, Latrell was out is a, was a big factor. 
Um, and then also Taff as well was a, I don't know how much creativity he would have added, but yeah, he would have added a bit. Alex Johnson to fullback, I guess he, he can play that position. He's wanted to play that position in the past, but he's definitely a better winger. So yeah, mm. they did suffer for the loss of not having a fullback. Yeah, he did all right, but it, yeah, it just didn't look like they were in their natural positions, I suppose, that they've been, um, you know, training for this season. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they can get uh, the ball rolling a bit more in attack. Um, but the Broncos definitely exploited that. And that was an exciting game in front of a you know a big home crowd who were going wild. So that was a good one too. And yeah, Coach Jason Dimitri is definitely under a bit of pressure early now, the South Sydney Rabbitohs coach. Now, of course, Rome wasn't built in a day and Jason's been learning from the best. So I think Wayne Bennett would have taught him not to panic during an early season lack of form. But no doubt, if South Sydney continue to lose, then the Rabbitohs, there's going to be a lot of pressure from the media. Of course, there's going to be that narrative, can they compete without Adam Reynolds? Now, that in itself, if they continue to lose, there's going to be pressure on the coach. There's going to be pressure on the club for letting Adam Reynolds go. And overall, South Sydney, it is only round one, but that kind of felt last year like that was their time to win the premiership and that now they're going to have to kind of have some rebuilding blocks throughout the side now they've got Latrell back this weekend which is huge and he's my x-factor player for the Rabbitohs I think like you said the loss of not having a fullback last weekend definitely hurt them so this weekend my x-factor player for the Rabbitohs is Latrell Mitchell with him back on the side I think he adds another threat which means that Cody Walker kind of takes a little bit of pressure off Cody he doesn't have to be the main man and both of them combine really well so Latrell Mitchell is a huge in and as for the Storm they have a massive injury toll Christian Welch the co-captain looks like he is out for the season really devastating loss there of course he's had his troubles with injuries in the past and Christian Welch is the pillar of their Ford pack so they've already kind of had a couple of crucial losses and next year they've got the Bromwich brothers moving on They've got Brandon Smith moving on and Felice Cafusi moving on. To add to the fact that Dale Finucan, Dale sorry, has already left the club. So that is a really big hole for the Storm. I think that does cause for concern, but the Melbourne Storm are such a quality club. And I actually have full faith in some of the guys that they are bringing through. But Christian Welch is a huge loss. He is the spiritual leader of the club. He's a bit of a larrikin. And yeah, he is their best forward without him. And same for the Queensland Maroons when they've been missing him. They just lack that little bit of class. And Christian Welch is going to be a huge loss. Very, very big loss for the Storm. Another loss looks like it's going to be for the season. George Jennings. Very sad for him. He'd only just got the gig last season. After playing a lot of reserve grade at the Parramatta Parramatta Eels. Never really being able to turn himself into a consistent first grader. And he got the go at the Storm last year, played pretty much all season on that right wing, got the gig again this season, even scored a try. And yeah, it looks like George Jennings out for the season, so very unfortunate for him. And they also lost Brandon Smith to injury, luckily not for the season. It looks like he's only out for a couple of weeks, but nonetheless, the cheese is a massive loss. So with all of these injuries, the Melbourne Storm, it has been talked about. Maybe they're going to go to the market. And a huge name that's been floated around has been Tarek Sims. Now, that looks like it's going to be for 2023. It doesn't look likely that the Dragons are going to let him go for this season. 
despite uh, whether the Storm are trying really hard. But I think we'll see maybe the Storm bring one or two guys in before the June 30 deadline or whenever they have it this year. But Tarek Sims, it looks like they're going to look at maybe bringing him in for next season, which would be a huge signing considering they're losing Kafusi, the Bromwich brothers, and Brandon Smith. I am a huge fan of some of the emerging talents at the Storm. We've got Trent Loyero, Alec McDonald, Tyron Wishart. All of them are really quality kids, and I think all of them have a future in first grade. So I know that there are a lot of guys going down for the Melbourne Storm, but this is a transition period, and I think if any club can manoeuvre it successfully, it would be the Melbourne Storm under coach Craig Bellamy. In terms of the ins and outs, the Storm have Cameron Munster returning from suspension with Nick Meany dropping out of the side. Cameron Munster is no doubt my X-Factor player for this game. Uh, the return of Munster is huge. I have him as my prediction for the Dally M player of the year. And yeah, Munster, his inclusion is going to be massive. And I think that's where the game's won and lost in the halves. Munster, a huge inclusion in terms of ins and outs. No doubt my X-Factor player. And in terms of other ins and outs, Harry Grant returns for Brandon Smith, so they've got their first choice hooker. Jesse Bromwich, one of the co-captains, in for his fellow co-captain, Christian Welch. Dean Eremia for George Jennings, and Eremia is a Melbourne-born and bred local junior, so really happy to see him get the gig. In terms of the Rabbitohs, Josh Mansour is out for Latrell Mitchell. Not a straight swap, Mansour drops out from the left wing, Alex Johnson moves back to the wing, making way for Mitchell at fullback. In terms of my one to watch for this game, I've gone Trent Loyero. Uh, I, obviously, I didn't see the Storm game up against the West Tigers, but it looked like once Jennings went off, Loyero moved into the right centre position, and I believe he scored a try, had a cracking game, and with a lot of vacancies opening up in the Fords, not just next year with some departures, but also a places this year, just in terms of injuries and suspensions and the Storm's depth already being tested. Trent Loyero is my one to watch. I'm a huge fan of Alec McDonald as well and Tyron Wishart, but Loyero specifically I've singled out for a really big game this year and it looks like he's pushed his way into the Storm's best 17. In terms of my prediction for this game, I'm going to be taking the Melbourne Storm. Melbourne were my prediction to finish first this year and I'm going to be sticking with that. Obviously, the Panthers are the main threat for the minor premiership, and Melbourne's depth is already being tested in a big way with early season suspensions and season-ending injuries. But nonetheless, I am going to go with the Melbourne Storm. I think they're going to be far too good here. And in terms of my bets, I'm going to be placing a same-game multi for this one. It's going to be paying $28.33. Now, this multi includes three legs. I've got Xavier Coates to score the first try, and I've been having a lot of luck with first goal scorers and try scorers lately, so I'm hoping to continue that. I've taken Xavier Coates' first try, Dean, Eremia, anytime try scorer, and I'm going to be taking the Melbourne Storm 13+. plus. If the Storm are as slow and lethargic as they were last weekend, then I think the Storm are going to be able to piece them up, regardless of having... A lot of key players out. I still really like Melbourne this season. And I still have them most definitely in the top four. So going to be interesting going forward. But I'm taking the Storm in this one. Uh, which way are you going, JJ? Yeah, I think I have to go the Storm too. From what I saw from the Rabbitohs last week, I do have a few concerns. I don't know if they'll get like smashed. I think it might be a little bit close. But 
We'll see how it plays out. I can definitely understand if Melbourne get on a roll, they could just score a whole heap of points. And yeah, as I said, there was some concerns about the creativity and attack for Rabbitohs. So we'll see how it plays out. All right. Up next is one of the very intriguing games this round. We have got the Dragons up against the Penrith Panthers last year's premiers. And it's definitely a very intriguing game. And Ravalawa was coming off a huge game last weekend for the Dragons. I know he's in your super coach team, JJ. And yeah, McKaylee absolutely dominated my team, the Warriors. I was very unhappy to see it all go down, but still a lot of fun. And yeah, for the Dragons fans at least, definitely not for me. Now the Panthers as well, they looked amazing. Still absolutely the team to beat this season, no doubt. We had Isaac Tago, who last week he was my one to watch. He was also who I put my money on for first try scorer. So Tego made me $220 profit right before I went away. Very happy with that. Thank you, Isaac Tego. As far as this week's one to watch, I've jotted down Spencer Leneu. He jumps into the squad for Moses Leota, who was out with injury. And Spencer Leneu is an absolute forward of the future, potential future New South Wales Blues player. So I've gone Leneu as the one to watch this season. I think he's got a huge future ahead of him. We've known that for a while now, but it looks like his responsibility within the team is going to go to that next level. So this week's one to watch, I've gone with Spencer Lanier. Of course, the Panthers coming off a huge win against the Seagulls. They were all over them. They were dominant, far too good. Sean O'Sullivan, who's in my super coach team, looked very, very talented. Huge game for him. And yeah, the Panthers once again looking like they are a huge title threat. And as far as the Dragons, pardon me if you heard that burp, I'm just going to roll on. Uh, the Dragons and the Warriors. Dragons dominant. So yeah, that sucked as a Warriors fan to see, but the Dragons look every bit as promising as fans had hoped heading into the season. And they are definitely contenders for the finals this year. Maybe even a sneaky chance to push toward the top four. But let's see, it is only round one, so plenty of football still to be played. Now, as far as the Panthers X-Factor player, I've gone Stephen Crichton. I cannot wait to see the battle between Stephen Crichton and Moses Sully. Both of them extremely talented, but Stephen Crichton, one of the top centres in the game, and he is no doubt going to be pushing for a New South Wales Blues debut this year. So my X-Factor player, I know he's out in the centres, but I think the game breaker this weekend for the Panthers is going to be Stephen Crichton. As far as the X-Factor for the Dragons, I've gone Ben Hunt. He was on fire last weekend, playing a great game. Of course, he had Talatau Amone in the halves as well. Both of them playing outstanding. Ravalawa getting the hat-trick. It was incredible. But Ben Hunt, the captain, he is the halfback. He makes the final decisions and he pulls the strings, tells guys where they need to go, organizes all the plays. And Ben Hunt, no doubt, is going to be the key to success here with his kicking game. It's going to be hugely important especially with Nathan Cleary out. That opens the door for Ben Hunt to be the dominant halfback in this game. So that's why I've got the Dragons X-Factor down as Ben Hunt. As far as my prediction for this game, I'm going to be taking the Penrith Panthers. I'm not exactly sure how this one's going to go, but I have faith in the Panthers to continue their winning ways. They are still the elite team of the competition, and with the Roosters losing and the Melbourne Storm having a big injury toll, all of a sudden the Penrith Panthers are the favourites this season. And no doubt, I think they're going to be right there again on grand final day. So I am taking the Penrith Panthers over the Dragons. 
And as far as my same game multi, I'm going to be taking the Panthers head to head. Stephen Crichton, anytime try scorer, and Brian Toa, anytime try scorer. That same game multi paying $4.03. So hopefully we'll see that one pay out. But yeah, in the end, I think the Panthers will prove too strong. But it's going to be a great test for the Young Dragon side. Which way do you see this one going, JJ? Yeah, I definitely was impressed by the Panthers. They looked strong. Uh, but I was a little bit more impressed by the Dragons. So I think I'm going to just go with the Dragons here. And the Cleary factor is a big out. Um, but yeah, Dragons came out really, really hot last week. And um, yeah, I think they'll get get the win here. Coming up next, we have a very big game. A large game. Some would say a huge game between two teams coming off very disappointing losses. Two teams that expect to be there come grand final day and yeah things did not go how they planned in round one we've actually got the 15th placed sydney roosters up against the 16th placed manly seagulls obviously after only round one but gee whiz uh not not used to saying that although last year the seagulls did have their worst start to a season and yeah we saw how that ended up tom draboyevich on fire but yeah there were heavy criticisms of his performance against Penrith people have called Manly flat track bullies like they only know how to beat the teams below them and not these elite teams but for me it's like it's the Panthers how many teams did beat the Panthers in the last couple of years how many players have shined and been able to break that Panthers defense not many so I don't think we can really judge the Seagulls based on that one game but one point of concern in my season preview, I was actually really close to leaving the Seagulls out of my eight because of their depth issues. I was wondering if a few players are out, what are they going to do to replace them? So early early signs for concern, but it is only round one. I don't really want to sensationalize too many narratives of like, wow, it's going to be a shocking season because the Seagulls played the Panthers. The Roosters, however, lost to the Knights who... A lot of people saw going very poorly, myself this, uh, myself included, so I nearly butchered that. But the Knights may be a lot better than we thought they were going to go. So let's see how the footy action goes over the first few rounds. I like to kind of take the first 10 rounds as my indication of early season form. But yeah, there's a lot that can happen across the whole competition. Now, this weekend, we've got Dylan Walker returning for the Seagulls. He is a bit of an X-Factor addition. He's not my X-Factor player. But coming off the bench is a middle forward who can cover the halves, who can cover fullback, who can cover center. That is an invaluable addition. And I think Dylan Walker's return is going to be really big. That's going to be helpful for the Seagulls. And I think he can cause the Roosters some issues. Ethan Bullimore is another one in the Seagulls lineup that I really like. He's a forward with plenty of speed. Didn't have the best game last weekend. But he's another player who I can see really troubling the Roosters. The one thing for the Seagulls is that last weekend up against a team known for elite defending, they went very poorly and the Roosters are another team known for elite defense. So the Knights were able to expose that last weekend. Maybe some other guys in the Seagulls lineup are going to be able to do that. But very, very interesting game. I think we are in for an absolute cracker this Friday night. As far as the X Factor, rather than X Factor player, I've gone an X Factor matchup. Now, these two guys aren't going to be directly defending each other, but these are the two X-Factor players 
And these are the guys that can really break the game wide open, both in attack, but also some of the most important players in defense in this game. The fullbacks, Tom Trebojevic up against James Tedesco. I think whichever one of them can have a big, uh, bigger game, that's going to go a long way toward getting their team the win. Now, Manly, they can't do it all with just Trebojevic. And they don't. I know that's been a thing where people think it's just Tom Trebojevic, but that whole team is incredible. And it's the same for the Roosters. But I think, no doubt, the X-Factor matchup this weekend, Tom Trebojevic up against James Tedesco. I'm also very keen for the halves battle. We've got proven premiership winning combination, uh, or a proven premiership combination, sorry, of Daly Cherry Evans and Karen Foran. They did it in 2011. And then we've got one of the most clutch halves in the game, Luke Carey and Sam Walker, one of the game's top prospects. So a very interesting battle in the halves, a great battle in the back line as well. Plenty of strike and defensive brilliance on both sides of the park. I'm thinking Jason Saab, plenty of speed, Ruben Garrick, Tom Trebojevic, Joey Manu, Billy Smith, Daniel Tupo, Paul Momorowski, like... Across both backlines, there is a lot of talent. Morgan Harper, like, just, it's going to be incredible watching them go at it and to see who kind of gets the better in each of the battles because the right and left side has some very interesting matchups. But for me, the real battle is going to be in the forwards. It's going to be interesting because both guys have some lesser experienced guys or not as big names through the squad, but very proven performers. And then they've also got some guys that they know and trust. I'm thinking like Jared Maria Hargreaves for the Roosters or Jake Trebojevic for the Seagulls. So it's going to be a very tight tussle in the forwards. Both sides were in some ways not dominated, but they definitely were outclassed in the forward pack battle in round one. So both of them are going to be looking to assert themselves. And yeah, the battle of the forward pack is another very key matchup for mine going into this weekend. I think it's going to be a very close game and both sides will be presenting a much better account of themselves this Friday night. Now the Sydney Roosters were my official pick to win the Premiership this season and in their last few Premiership wins they actually did lose in round one so I'm not prepared to write them off but there are some concerns not about their season overall uh, but right now just about whether they can actually go and win the Premiership but it is a long season. I really like the depth they have and some of the young guys in their system. So for that reason, I'm going to back the Sydney Roosters for a bounce back win this weekend. I'm just going to go back to what my early season or pre-season thoughts were, where if any of the big sides were to miss the eight, I had that being the Seagulls. And when it came down to picking my premiers, although the Panthers and the Storm were very strong considerations and even the Eels at points, I had to go with the Sydney Roosters. So for that reason... I'm going to be backing them in here just because, yeah, uh, I don't want to look like a dick if they come 16th or have a shocking season. So let's go Sydney Roosters plus Manly Seagulls. You guys beat the Warriors in the 2011 Grand Final. So I'm just going to draw on past saltiness and get a little bit petty here. And for that reason, I think the Sydney Roosters are going to get it done. But I think this is going to be a very, very close and physical contest overall, though. Sydney Roosters for me. I'll jump into my same game multi for that one in a second. Big payout. It is a bit of a left field one though. But first of all, JJ Seagulls Roosters. Which way are you going to go? Yeah, I wish I saw the um, Roosters game live because 
It was a yeah, bit of a shock to see that scoreline, the Knights getting up. But I think that was more to do with the Knights. But for some reason, I just like something leans me towards the Sea Eagles in this one. They got thoroughly shut down by the Panthers in that game for sure. But I'm just going to go the Sea Eagles. It's just more of a gut pick. Um, and we'll see how it plays out. There we go. That should be a lot of fun, that clash. And yeah, I can definitely see the Sea Eagles winning. It's going to be a very close contest. It is a bit of a flip of the coin. Both sides, when they are on, they are hard to beat. And both sides, when they're off, like we saw last weekend, can definitely be beaten. So I'm going the Roosters. JJ is going to be taking the Seagulls. And I'll just jump into my same game multi here. Now, I wouldn't advise putting your money on this because it's a bit of an outsider. I just put five bucks on. But the odds for this one is paying 154.47. So that's the odds. $154 odds. I've gone Daniel Tupo, first try scorer. I've gone Billy Smith for the Roosters, anytime try scorer. I've gone Tom Trebojevic for the Seagulls, anytime try scorer. And I've gone the Sydney Roosters to win 1-12. to So that's paying $154. I don't think that's the most outrageous multi. Daniel Tupo to score first try. Obviously, that can definitely be a bit of a letdown from the start if someone else scores. But I'll roll with it. It's only 5 bucks. Uh, so yeah. We shall see. Not that I endorse betting. It's not only five bucks. It all adds up. So yeah, betting, you know, we don't endorse betting here, but if you like to bet, it's good. And if any betting shows want to sponsor us, then yeah, then I'll start fucking saying these are the odds on so-and-so. But until then, uh, I don't need to say where we're betting, but that is my same game multi. That is my prediction for that game. So let's move on now to the next game. And that is on Saturday between the Gold Coast Titans who... Had a great attacking performance on the weekend, but a very poor defensive performance up against my team, the Warriors. Very disappointing. Coming off a four-day festival, I was feeling so good that they were going to win. I'd used up all my serotonin, and I just I needed that dopamine hit of a great round one Warriors win. The early ruffle I would try uh, was a bit of a kick in the guts. Then the Jack Bird one shortly after made me sad uh and yeah on the way home i was watching the replay so i didn't watch this live the game had already happened i was keen for kfc somewhere along the road trip and yeah then i started getting really hungry because the warriors it was looking bad we worked our way back into the game and we ended up looking like we we're going to win and then we faded out toward the end quite a few injuries too sean johnson out dylan Wateni zelesniak out and Viliami Vailea out, so that is a shame, and yeah, very disappointing. Josh Curran was awesome, and at points we looked good, but yeah, I do have a lot of concerns. I, I wouldn't have predicted us to finish in the eight, but they are my team, so I put them in fifth, uh, and now it's like, wow, you know, we could come last. We really could come last, but it is only round one. I do have faith in the boys, but yeah, I, I was very disappointed with what I saw in round one. The coach, Nathan Brown, has dropped Cody Nicarima, so instant message being sent. In terms of changes, Reese Walsh, I will talk about the Titans too, obviously. Sorry, Gold Coast Titans fans. Uh, just my team first, soz about it. Reese Walsh returns at fullback. I am very, very happy with that return. We have Jesse Arthurs on loan from the Broncos. He comes into the center position. Adam Pompey replaces DWZ on the wing. In the halves, Chanel Harris-Tavita moves from fullback to 5'8". And Ashley Taylor, 
big old Ash Taylor, or little. He's not a big guy, actually, but he is a, he's a great signing. I'm very happy to see Ash Taylor playing against his old side, the Gold Coast Titans. So he's going to be lining up at halfback, replacing Sean Johnson. We've also got Matthew Lodge returning. I think Lodge and Adam Fanua Blake, that is the key to our success. Huge fan of Josh Curran as well. So yeah, overall, some changes to the squads. And in terms of the Titans squad, I believe... I don't think Alex Brims, uh, AJ Brimson ended up playing last weekend. I think Will Smith replaced him and had an outstanding game. But Brimson is back in this weekend. Having a look across the rest of the squad, looks like it's all pretty much the same as it was last week with Will Smith moving from the halves to the bench. But great player, Will Smith. I was very impressed what I saw in attack from the Gold Coast Titans, but the Eels scored plenty of points against the Gold Coast defense, so a lot of cause for concern. As for my X-Factor player for the Gold Coast Titans, I have gone with Jaden Campbell, the fullback. I think he's zippy. I think he's electric, and the Warriors showed that when the game got a bit later and the fatigue set in, then the Dragons started to points, put some points on us I think there is some major trouble if we let someone like Jaden Campbell loose. And we saw our left side defense give away, or our left side of the field, sorry, in attack, give away three tries to Mikhaili Ravulawa. So big concerns in terms of the defensive combo of Rocco Berry and Marcelo Montoya. They are definitely going to be going toward the right side of the field this weekend. So I think potentially a great first try scorer bet, Greg Marzu to score the first try for the Gold Coast Titans. I think he is going to be a real handful. X-Factor player, Jaden Campbell, but if we allow the right, right side to run riot over us, then yeah, Greg Marzu could be in for a huge game. I am very worried after what I saw from round one in the Warriors, or what I, what I saw from the Warriors in round one. My apologies, but... Yeah, a lot of concerns. I do, Look, I'm going to put it this way. Again, very biased. I put them in fifth position. But if I was not a Warriors fan, then my prediction would be the Gold Coast Titans for this game. I think guys like David Fafita are just going to prove too much for us. But I am going to go the Warriors. I st- I'm going back to the Matt Lodge and Adam Fanua Blake. I like Reese Walsh back at fullback. And to be honest, I prefer Ash Taylor and Chanel Harris-Savita as my halves options over Cody Nicarima. Now, I would like Sean Johnson in the halves, but I'm going to give us another go. It is round two, but look, I am massively, massively concerned at what the Titans could do to our defense if we shut off like we did in that first game. But in saying that, the Titans themselves leaked a lot of points, and if they don't turn up a better outfit on the weekend, then I think guys like Reese Walsh can cause some real havoc against that Titans defense. And ultimately, if I can pick a Warriors X-Factor combination, I'm not going to say the halves or Reese Walsh. I am picking the combination of those middle forwards, Adam Fanua Blake, Matt Lodge, and Josh Curran as that number 13 middle forward. I think that is our X-Factor. And then I think having like Bunty Afoa, Aaron Penne, Bailey Surinan coming off the feet, uh, coming off the bench, I think that our forward pack, albeit that the Titans is an excellent forward pack with two of the best young forwards in the game, I think ultimately the Warriors forwards can be the key to getting us the win. So I am going to very reluctantly, is not the word, hesitantly, 
I guess, pick the New Zealand Warriors in this game head-to-head. No no bets for this one, let me say that. Uh, maybe on the day I may dabble in a bet or two, but yeah, I would definitely not endorse putting your money on the Warriors this weekend. As for yourself, JJ, which way do you think you're going to go? Gold Coast Titans up against the New Zealand Warriors. Yeah, the Titans showed they could definitely be dangerous in attack and, yeah, certainly concerns for the Warriors in that game against uh, the Dragons. So I'll go with the Titans, I think. There we go. JJ going with the Titans head-to-head. I can see a way to victory for the Warriors, but... I can see a way to victory for the Titans. We'll see how it plays out. Where's it being played? It is being played in... Let me just double-check that, actually. I think it is being played... In Seabus Super Stadium, Gold okay. Coast. So it is a home game right. for the Titans. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go Titans for You'll sure. You'll go Titans? Yeah. All right. I will go with the Warriors. And before I jump into the next game as well, I'll just quickly have a look at what my picks were last weekend head-to-head because I didn't really take any accountability for my picks last weekend. So we'll just have a quick checkup on how the tips for round one went. All right. So I know a lot of people had very tough tipping weeks or this past weekend, but we'll go through anyway. I think it's good to just double-check how we went. In terms of the first game of the round, Panthers versus the Seagulls, I took the Penrith Panthers head-to-head. That one was correct, so that is one from eight for me. Um, I'll go, we'll go through, J, I'll go through mine, and then we'll go through JJ's, so we're not mm-hmm. taking up too much time with this. So one from eight. Then in the second game, I had the Raiders over the Sharks, so that's two from eight. Then I had the Rabbitohs beating the Broncos. That one was wrong. I had the Roosters beating the uh, Roosters beating the Knights. The Knights won. That was wrong. I had the Warriors winning. That was wrong. I had the Storm winning. That was right. I had the Eels, and I had the Cowboys. So overall, I got four from eight. Fifty percent strike rate. So a very tricky week, but we'll we'll see overall how it all ends up panning out across the season. But four from eight. So 50% to start the season, a little bit shaky grounds there, but we both did quite well in the Supercoach draft, JJ especially. So we are running a draft league, $500 prize. Uh, We may do some content on that down the track, but as far as your tips for the weekend, JJ, how'd you go this past weekend for round one? Yeah, it's not pretty viewing for me. Only two. I thought I had three. I thought I'd taken the Bulldogs, um, but I actually went the Cowboys. Maybe you took the Bulldogs on the podcast we did last weekend, but you may have done. Quite possibly. I might have changed my tip, but I only ended up choosing the Storm and the Panthers correct. So yeah, a few upsets and a few close ones, um, but I'm not too downhearted. Uh, now, Now we've seen actual physical like stuff, so... It'll be easier to get a gauge on these next games, I think. So. Yeah, exactly. All right, we will jump into the next game now, and that is the Cronulla Sharks up against the Parramatta Eels. The Sharks are a team that JJ has definitely taken a liking to this season, whilst the Eels are a team that I can see going very, very well. They've had real struggles on that left wing, though, with, first of all, Mike Sivo out, then Hayes Dunster down for the whole season as well. And then Sean Russell scoring a hat-trick on the weekend, looking like a great solution to that problem before having a very bad injury himself. So some changes for the Eels. We see Wanga Blake line up on the left wing. He moves from centre to wing, which opens the door for Tom Opachik to come back into the side. Clint Gutherson is the captain for the Eels. Not Not really any changes other than that. 
Although Oregon Kafusi comes into the lock forward position, he's going to be taking on the Cronulla Sharks, a team that he's actually joining in 2023. Other than that, we see Bryce Cartwright onto the bench for the Parramatta Eels and Nathan Brown on the bench. So the Eels, it's going to be a very interesting weekend for them. They are coming off that win against the Titans. They conceded a lot of points. I was very concerned about that, especially because a lot of those tries were on the left side, and that has been every time. I'd say for this one, an X-factor weakness is the Eels' defense on that right side. They are getting carved up by so many teams' left side attacks, and once again, they conceded a hell of a lot of tries. Philip Sammy tore them up, Brian Kelly tore them up, and I have a lot of concerns about the Parramatta Eels, just as I have plenty of optimism that they can be premiership contenders. After seeing that, I still think that they're really, it could go either way. There are a few teams that are like that. The Seagulls are one for me as well. And the Cronulla Sharks, they were the team in my season previews that I took out of the eight to accommodate my New Zealand Warriors. Very, very silly move it looks like that could be. I did consider the Canberra Raiders, who are my second team. Uh, I did consider them as the fifth position as well, but ultimately I went the Warriors. I have left the Sharks out of the top eight. That seems to be the biggest gamble, but they need to respond here, and a win over the Eels can definitely be done. I actually think if the Eels turn up and defend like they did on the weekend, I think the Sharks could really tear them up. We see Andrew Fafita. He has been named on the bench, although... I heard he's been wearing a moon boot, so maybe we see someone like Franklin Pele come into the squad from the reserves, or Cameron McKinnis, who's been named in the number 19 jersey, looking to return from injury. Not many changes other than that to report. They're still sticking with Ronaldo Mulitalo in the centres, Nico Hines and Matt Moylan in the halves. And yeah, I'll just quickly go through each side's X-Factor player. For the Cronulla Sharks, I've got Nico Hines. I think he's got to just take it to that next level. He's capable of doing that, and he's got the guys around him to do that. And he's got to exploit the weaknesses in the Eels game. Their defense is definitely coming into question. I think if Matt Moylan and Nico Hines can combine well in the halves, they're going to cause the Eels far too many troubles. So Nico Hines, the X-Factor player for the Sharks. And for the Eels, I am expecting a big game from Dylan Brown. He really needs to step it up. I think he's capable of doing it, but he needs to take some pressure off Mitchell Moses because when the pressure's off Mitchell Moses, I think that is the key to the Eels really going far in this competition. So Dylan Brown is my X-Factor player for the Eels this weekend. And as far as my tip, this is a really, really tough one. I'm actually leaning toward the Sharks. I didn't like what I saw from the Eels on the weekend. I really didn't. But in, again, I'm harking back to my thoughts going into the season and my season review and where I had teams. Now, that's not how I'm going to base all my tips, but because it is only round two, uh, I'm going to lean towards what I've been thinking, what I've been thinking about for a lot longer than a week, which is the impression I have of these sides plus the trials. I'm going to go with what I kind of see going happening long term sorry so i think the eels are gonna get it done i just i think this could be another very very close one and i can definitely see the sharks winning this but it's it's a hard one this one and i'm gonna go with the Parramatta eels just solely because i have them in sixth position this season 
and I have the Sharks finishing in ninth. So to just kind of go with what I was thinking was going to happen heading into this season, obviously I'm going to adjust my thoughts as we go along, but it is still early days. So another very kind of hesitant tip and reluctant on this one as well to pick the Eels, but I'm going to take the Parramatta Eels head-to-head up against the Sharks only just How about yourself, JJ? I know you're a fan of the Sharks. You did see their game against the Raiders on the weekend where they lost and they they lost very late in the game. I only saw the highlights of that, but yeah, very, very disappointing from the Sharks, whereas the Eels managed to get up over the Titans and they had a lot more to show in attack, both sides with some worrying signs in defense. So Head-to-head, what do you think? And what did you think of the Raiders and Sharks game? Because I know you did watch that one. Yeah, there was a few concerns in defense. I had some questions over the fullback Kennedy's defense. He's, Kennedy, yeah. yeah, he's very exciting in attack, though. And I think that's what he can bring to this to this game. Like, it'd be interesting to see how Sharks score their tries. I think Nico Hines was warming into the game in the second half last week. So I think he'll continue to improve and... It'll be up to him and Moylan to really find a way across the try line. But yeah, I, I feel like the Sharks will get up, but it's one of those games where the Eels could probably turn it on. Um, so I probably will not bet on this game, but as far as the tips, I I saw enough of the Sharks. Like they defended a lot and it was pretty convincing. Like I think someone threw out a stat that Fanukin 43 tackles or something, none missed or something. So he was a good, uh, like, sturdy part of that defense. So, yeah, I'll go the Sharks, but a stay away one in terms of the betting because the Eels Most could just definitely. turn it on. Yeah, I've yeah. done that before. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting note. The Sharks definitely can build on their defense, and Nico Hines can definitely build on his round one performance. I like the look of the Sharks going into this weekend, so I can definitely, definitely understand your tip to back them, and I agree. I'm going the Eels, and I... Um, probably going to stay away on the betting as far as the first try scorer you know what i am gonna go with wanga blake so i'll be throwing a little bit of money on wanga blake probably staying away from the head-to-head although i may dabble in it when it actually comes to the day but we shall see we'll be watching the super saturday and at the end of the weekend i'll be doing a breakdown of all of the nrl action it's not going to be as long as this one just things i liked things maybe i didn't like um, yeah, little bits and pieces just so we can get that done on the weekend and then when it comes time for these previews rather than having to look back on all the action from the weekend we can look forward to the action that is coming up so should be a lot of fun if you're enjoying the content make sure to follow us on instagram at not just a sports report and also rate this podcast five stars if you enjoy it follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on you'll be able to see whenever the new nrl content comes out going to be plenty happening could be some written stuff coming up as well there's there's lots in the works so plenty to be excited about at not just a sports report on instagram is probably the best way to get your information about what's coming up so far as well as listening to the podcasts so let's move on now we've got three games left in the round some really fun games as well and up first from townsville we have got a super saturday clash between the ninth placed Cowboys and the sixth placed Canberra Raiders. They are my second team. I've always grown up supporting them as 
I'm going to have to say this like every fucking podcast because new people may be listening. You know what? I'm just going to stop saying it from now on, but my dad is from Canberra, so I always grew up watching the Raiders. They are my second team, but I'm from the... I'm from New Zealand, not from the New Zealand. So I support the Warriors, but Raiders definitely my second team. I will be cheering them on big time this weekend. They're coming off their huge win over the Sharks, whilst the Cowboys have very, very average loss up against the Bulldogs in what looked like. I didn't watch the game, but, geez, the highlights weren't very long for that game. 6-4 loss to the Bulldogs, who were last year's wooden spooners. I have... The Cowboys finishing 15th, very well could finish 16th. That was my season prediction, though. I had them in 15th, whilst I had the Raiders in 10th, but I'm going to be cheering them on to make the 8. I really, really want to see them do well. I loved what I saw from them in the highlights from their round one game. And, yeah, overall, this should be a great clash head-to-head. Brad Schneider is out, the young halfback for the Raiders. He got COVID, so Matt Frawley gets the call-up. Still no Jamal Fogarty. We see Semi Valme in the centres with James Schiller. Matt Tomoko, what a fantastic game he had on the weekend. Jack Wyden looks like he's back to his best. I'm a huge fan of the front row combination of Josh Papali'i and Joe Tarpane, whilst the back row is elite as well. I'm a huge fan of Hudson Young, always have been. Corey Harawira Naira is another player that I love to watch. And Elliot Whitehead has been a revelation at lock. He's played there before in the Super League, but I think he's going to be very well suited to that role. One note is that Tom Starling steps into the number nine jersey. Josh Hodgson injured. He's going to be out for a few weeks. So Starling gets the call up, and I'm really excited to see how he goes and just as excited to see my one to watch for this game, Adrian Trevelyan. He is a young dummy half. There's been raps on him for a while coming through the under-20 system. I've been very high on him. I loved what I saw in the trials as well. So Adrian Trevelyan relieving Tom Starling of the dummy half duties throughout the game. I think Trevelyan is one of the players to watch in this competition. So he's my one to watch this weekend. X-Factor player. I think it's going to be Jack Whiten. I think he has potential to really light it up. But the Cowboys, it's, it's, more, it's more about... You know, who's going to be their X Factor? And what can they throw out there? Because last weekend, not much. The Cowboys, again, it's only been one round, but I do have concerns over the Cowboys. In terms of my tip, this is mainly, this is a little bit biased as well, but it's also, I don't really think I can bet or tip the Cowboys until I see something more from them. So I'm going to go the Raiders head-to-head, and I'm going to be, cheering that on I'll put that out there blatantly like I'm going to be cheering for the Raiders no doubt up against the Cowboys and there's every chance the Cowboys can pull off some magic they have the players to do so I liked Tom Dearden I thought he looked really good in the highlights of what I saw but yeah I think ultimately the Raiders the combination of Josh Papali'i and Joe Tarpane I think they're going to be making a ton of meters you put Jack Whiten on the back of that with that go forward and some of the other Fords they have, like the guys on their edges. And I think the Raiders are just going to cause the Cowboys too much trouble. And where the game's going to be won, I think it's going to be the Raiders' defense. If they can hold out the Cowboys, then I don't think that it's going to be, you know, I don't think the Cowboys have enough attack to put on the points. So the Raiders definitely have the attack to put on the points. They just need to make sure they defend. And yeah, I think they can win well. 
So I, I don't usually do the margins in this one, but I think the Raiders can win 13 plus on this one, but I'm just going to take them head to head. I'm excited to see the green machine. I cannot wait to tune in live this weekend. So I'm going to be taking the Raiders head to head over the Cowboys. How about yourself, JJ? Which way are you going in this one? Yeah, definitely like what I saw from the Raiders uh, last week. So $1.60 looks very enticing. I'm definitely jumping on the Raiders. My only concern would be the conditions aspect, like coming from a colder place like Canberra going up to Townsville. Do you think that will play any part? or It will definitely play some part, but they may enjoy that. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's going to be hotter and they'll probably get more fatigued throughout the game, but it's... I guess the best way I can put it, it would definitely be a factor and it's definitely something to think about, but it would be more of a concern if they were playing a Panthers or a Storm. Like the Cowboys, I don't know if they can capitalize on that advantage. You know, I think the advantages they gain in the conditions, they kind of lose in the head-to-head battles of the players that they are up against. So... It's definitely something to think about. And if the Cowboys win this weekend, then all of a sudden that definitely becomes something we'll have to uh, lean into a lot more. So we'll have to keep an eye on that throughout the weekend. That could be one aspect to watch, I guess, rather than a player, one aspect to watch, checking out kind of the conditions and how the Raiders go in the hotter weather, traveling away from home. But yeah, I don't know if the Cowboys going to have that strike power to get it done head to head are you taking the Raiders you think yeah yeah that's yeah, literally so. my only concern otherwise I'm like full in on the Raiders I think true well we'll definitely keep an eye on that and at the end of the weekend I'll, I'll touch on that in the thing we'll see whether the weather in this game in particular makes a difference and the conditions it will definitely play a factor but yeah both of us think overall that that's not going to be enough to stop the green machine this weekend so Should be a very fun game. Let's move on to the next one, the penultimate game of the weekend. This one should be just as much fun as any of the others. It's going to be the Newcastle Knights coming off that huge statement win against the Roosters up against the West Tigers, who looked a lot better. I had them finishing in 16th in my season preview. They looked a lot better than that against the Storm, but the Storm still lost three players throughout the game and got up over the Tigers. This is going to be a really good game. Knights up against the Tigers. Uh, the, the West Tigers have actually troubled the Knights. I have betting on the Knights a couple of times and the Tigers have got it done. And then I started betting on the Tigers, even when they were underdogs. They've continuously been able to beat the Knights. I'm not going to be able to pull up. Well, I could, but I'm not going to pull up a stat of what the actual stats are of like who's been winning in their most recent encounters. But the Tigers, from memory, every time I've bet on it or closely watched, The Tigers have upset the Knights. So this is a massive danger game. I know the Knights are coming off a huge win against the Roosters. That is one thing that I think this is the test. Are the Knights going to be able to get over this team? Over, sorry, this team that has troubled them and that has been able to beat them in recent times. This is their next test. They beat the Roosters. Consistency matters. They have to step it up. They have to win again. I'll just have a look at the teams. And wow, wasn't Dominic Young a great young player last weekend? I did have question marks over him. Obviously, there was a lot of hype when he was coming over from England that this kid was a special talent. He didn't adjust very well in his first year of the NRL. But last weekend, he scored a double, I believe, two tries against the Roosters. 
So an exceptional game for Dominic Young. He's the one to watch this weekend. Let's see if he can back that up. Consistency is absolutely the key for the Knights this weekend. Dane Gagai, wasn't he fucking outstanding on the weekend as well? Really liking the combination in the halves, Jake Clifford and Adam Clune. So the Knights, I had them in finishing in 13th. I am very happy if they can prove me wrong and keep this run going. But it's round two, still very early. Big win over the Roosters, who I had as the Premiers. So I'm interested in both of those teams. The Roosters, whether they are going to struggle a little bit. And the Knights, are they going to exceed our expectations? As for the Tigers... Uh, looks like they've got relatively the same squad. Ken Malmalo, or Ken Malmalo, sorry, was outstanding on the weekend up against the Storm. Jackson Hastings and Luke Brooks in the halves. James Taumo is the captain. It looks like they're giving, they're just going the one captain this weekend. But that, there's there's still five. So yeah, one of them playing off the bench. If you listened to the podcast last weekend, you would have heard the five captains rant. Uh, yeah, stupid shit. Sorry. That's a bit offensive. Sorry, Michael Maguire and the Tigers. Not stupid shit, but yeah. I'm just like, man, come on, come on. Like, it doesn't have to be one captain, but like five captains. Yeah, come on. So yeah, overall, I think head-to-head, this is going to be a very tough battle. I could even see this one going to Golden Point or seeing a field goal or one little moment separate these sides, but I liked the Newcastle Knights. I didn't see the full game, so... I only saw highlights and things like that on the replay. As far as first try scorer, I'm going to go Dominic Young. And X-Factor player, obviously for the Knights, that is Kellen Ponga. For the West Tigers, I'm going to go Luke Brooks. Benji Marshall said he could be Dellium halfback of the year. There's been so much criticism on uh, of him. He's got Jackson Hastings, who looks like a very quality buy in the halves alongside him. So it's a Tigers win. I think Luke Brooks... His running and his kicking game are going to go a long way toward contributing to that. Head-to-head, very unsure on this one. Let me state that the Knights have burnt me before losing to the Tigers, but I'm going to take the Knights. I think that is their test here in front of what is going to be a very, very pumped-up McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. I think this is the next big test for the Newcastle Knights. They want to go further. They've made the eight the last couple of seasons, but... They're the one that everyone thinks are going to drop out of the eight and struggle. They got that one big win over the Roosters. It's time for them to back it up. I'm going to be taking the Newcastle Knights over the Tigers. In this one, JJ, which way do you think you're going to go? Because I know you didn't really see the Storm Tigers other than the highlights. And the Knights Roosters, you didn't get to see as well other than a few highlights. So from what you've seen, where do you think this one's going to go? Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to catch either of these teams live. But the Tigers definitely showed a little bit of something. Um, and the Knights, I don't know. I, I'm leaning towards the Knights on this one uh, simply because they have to win this one if they're going to be a legit team. So the home ground advantage will probably play a little bit into it too. But I, I can see a scenario where the Tigers get up. So I'm, I'm not putting any money on this game for sure. So Knights, but not you. with a huge confidence, I suppose. I've got the... Uh I've got the home ground advantage being a very big deal. I think the Knights fans are some of the most passionate. They show up in bunches and they are going to be so pumped because everyone's been writing them off. They had that one big win next week, last weekend, but like 
All it takes is one. If the Warriors had beaten the Dragons last weekend, I would have been extremely pumped up. And that's the Dragons. If the Warriors had beaten the Roosters, I would have been over the fucking moon. I'd probably be looking into whether I could buy grand final tickets. So the Knights' home ground of Newcastle is going to be absolutely buzzing. It's definitely going to be a huge game. You're taking the Knights, but you're not betting on it. Oh, now that you now the more you talk about the home ground thing, um, I may have a small bet on the Knights, but it's not exactly a value bet. And with the with the possibility they have before the Knights yeah. against the Tigers, this is just it has the air of one of those games you kind of stay away from. But yeah, no, nah, I might just stay away from it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah, this one proceed with caution. We're both taking the Knights in terms of our pick, but yeah, as I said, the Knights have burnt me before. If there was one game I could say out of all of them that I think might go the other way, other than the Titans-Warriors, just because I went for the biased Warriors pick, but I, I can still see the Warriors winning, definitely. This one, I'm actually less confident on the Knights up against the Tigers, just because they've burnt me before with a worse Tigers team and a better Knights team, so we don't know. We don't know. This could be the best Knights team yet. That's the thing. They really, really did look sound on the weekend but this is the next big test both of us going knights head to head jj staying away from it i'll probably end up having a little bit of a uh, nibble on some value bets but we shall see and that leaves us with our final game of the weekend and you know what i know there are some bigger head-to-head clashes but i'm picking this as our game of the round so they're not just a sports report Game of the round for round two, the final game on the Sunday. We have got the Bulldogs hosting the Brisbane Broncos. The two worst sides of the past two seasons, both coming off big wins. Bulldogs beating the Cowboys, Broncos beating the Rabbitohs. Unbelievable. Some key signings for both squads. Kurt Capewell from the Broncos who kicked that field goal. Adam Reynolds who is going to be playing for the Broncos, playing in his debut game for Brisbane this weekend. Up against the Bulldogs, who beat the Cowboys. They've got Matt Burton, Josh Adokar. Some really, really good signs for both clubs. Whoever can get that second win in a row, all of a sudden, it's happy days. And there are some really good things building at one of these two clubs. Now, I know it's but good things are building at both of these two clubs, but... There's a chance for one of them to really, really make some moves. So exciting times in terms of a top eight potential push and some finals action this season after two really lean years from both clubs, both of them in the last two seasons picking up a wooden spoon each. So all of a sudden, there seem to be brighter days ahead, but only one side can win this weekend. This is my not just a sports report game of the round, Bulldogs and Broncos. And just having a look at the teams for the Broncos, it looks like Jermaine Azarko is out. Is he in the reserves? Yeah, he is. So he drops to the reserves. We see Tessie New come into the fullback jersey. He was my one to watch for the Broncos. I'm really, really excited about his prospects. Although I don't know if I went for him as my one to watch, sorry. But I wanted him as the fullback option. So he now steps into the fullback jersey. We see Adam Reynolds back. Corey Oates scoring a try last weekend. Not too many changes for the Broncos. We see Billy Walters, son of Kevy, drop back to the bench. He had an outstanding game on the weekend. Albert Kelly, though, he scored a try. He was phenomenal himself, so he retains 
that half spot, moving into the number six jersey. As for the Bulldogs, they look like they are pretty much the same across the park, except Tevita Pangai Jr. comes into the back row. He was a late scratching last weekend. And other than that, pretty much the same squad. A lot to get excited about for both these teams. As far as the X-Factor matchup, I've gone the halves. You've got Matt Burton and Jake Avarillo up against Albert Kelly and Adam Reynolds. I think the return of Adam Reynolds is going to be huge. His kicking game is so, so fucking good. Like, it's just going to be causing the Bulldogs all sorts of issues. And I think it's going to come down to a close thing, like the fact that Jake Avarillo, although they got the win last weekend, he has had question marks around his ability at halfback, whereas I think Adam Reynolds is out and out one of the best halfbacks in the game. I think small little differences like that are what are going to be giving Brisbane the edge. Head-to-head, this is really, really tough to pick, but I'm going to go back to my season previews because when it's really close, sometimes early on, I just got to go back to what I think I know. And so I had the Broncos finishing in 12th. I had the Bulldogs finishing in 14th. Now, people probably laugh at me having Bulldogs in 14th after they won and they look pretty good, but I had the Broncos improving that little bit more And because I'm just so torn on this one, I'm going to take the Broncos on that simple fact. So not much confidence, but Bulldogs fans, Broncos fans, both get excited because all of a sudden your teams look like they'll be pushing for a spot in the eight this year. It has only been one round, but still get excited. Both your teams look like they're going to be better than mine. So we'll see how things go over the course of the season. But to go 2-0 after such terrible seasons for both, over the last couple of years will be such a welcome change for the fans. Both clubs are going to be going back towards their successful roots. Both of them have been amazingly successful powerhouse clubs for most of their time in the NRL. The Bulldogs have t- had times where they struggled, but both of them have been premiership winners. They've both been the biggest clubs in the NRL at certain points, and they're going to be looking to get back to those points. I have very very high faith in both teams that they are going to eventually become powerhouses again the bulldogs especially look like they're building an empire but yeah we see the test there are a lot of tests coming into round two consistency is such a key in the nrl so it's going to be backing up that first win with the second that really tells us which of these squads are looking for a big 2022 so i'm taking the brisbane broncos head to head but this one could go either way so I'll go the Broncos, but yeah, I'm very excited to watch this. This is the game of the round, and good luck to fans of both teams. So as far as the tip, which way are you going to go, JJ? Yeah, I really liked what I saw from the Broncos last week. Uh, Bulldogs, definitely um, some good prospects like in the future, but I don't think it was quite clicking from what I saw. I did do a little bit of selective memory on that game, but I'm pretty confident in the Broncos here, and I think I might bet on this one as well. Maybe chuck it in a multi or something. So, yeah, I'll take the Broncos. So, both of us going for the Broncos. I think I'll wait in terms of making my first try score a bet as for which way I go a bit closer to the game, but both of us taking the Broncos, and that's going to be one that we will be sitting down to watch on Sunday, so... Very keen for that one. Those are our picks for this weekend. A lot of fun footy action. And at the end of the weekend, I will be back to wrap it all up. What I've seen, things I've liked, things I didn't like. But that's all for now. So until next time, enjoy. And if you like the podcast, don't forget... 
follow us on Instagram at not just a sports report. And next up, we will be reporting about what we've seen in round two. So now I am back from my trip. It is time to get fully into the NRL season. We will be delving right into it, plus UFC, plus Survivor, plus plenty more. I will even be attending the opening game of the AFL season tomorrow night, seeing my team, the Melbourne Demons, up against the Western Bulldogs. Plenty of sport, but it's not just a sports report. So there's going to be a lot of fun stuff. But NRL is my favorite. That is the specialty. That is the one I really want to plug into. So if you enjoy the NRL, fear not, because there is going to be a lot of NRL on Not Just a Sports Report. Until Sunday, take care of yourself and enjoy the footy action this weekend.